from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, September 4th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Three people have been arrested in connection with the shooting death of a 25-year veteran of the Cleveland Police Force and an alleged informant. According to Cleveland.com, U.S. Marshals and Cleveland Police arrested one adult and two juvenile suspects in connection with the deaths of Detective James Skernovitz and 50-year-old Scott Dingus of Cleveland. Sources familiar with the investigation say Skernovitz was conducting an undercover investigation into drug dealing in the area when he was killed. Though the investigation is in its early stages, sources said they believed the shooting was either random or was part of an attempted robbery. Cases of COVID-19 continue to rise in Ohio, and as the Labor Day weekend approaches, state officials are warning Ohioans not to let their guard down. Tino Ramos reports. The Labor Day weekend could prove to be counterproductive. Much like the 4th of July, people have extended holidays, which means gatherings and sometimes lack of judgment about wearing masks and social distancing. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine says Ohioans must continue to follow the safety guidelines, especially now that other segments in our community are reopening. We've got a lot at stake. We've got a lot of things going for us in Ohio, and we do not want to turn back. In Columbus, Tino Ramos. Ohioans are also being asked to exercise caution on the roadways as they travel this weekend. Karina Nova has more. This weekend completes the 100 deadliest days of summer, and that's what they call it. That's what troopers call it. This time period between Memorial Day and Labor Day, so far in Ohio, there have been 771 fatal crashes this year. It's likely the numbers may go down this year for the 100 deadliest days because of less people on the roads due to COVID-19. Karina Nova. ONN News. A member of the Ohio House appeared yesterday in court to answer to charges in connection with the state's largest ever bribery scandal. More from Yolanda Harris. The former Speaker of the House pled not guilty to a federal corruption charge. As you know, Larry Householder has been tied to an alleged $60 million bribery scheme. Four defendants pleaded not guilty earlier this month to the charge that they conspired as part of a so-called unholy alliance aimed at saving power plants. I'm Yolanda Harris. Miami University in Southwest Ohio is seeing a high number of cases of COVID-19, even though most students are learning remotely. Pete Scalia explains. During Governor DeWine's COVID-19 update Thursday, Miami's president said the positive cases are mostly coming from students off campus. We now report 704 positive COVID cases, and we are thankful there's no hospitalizations. But in the short time frame, this surge of cases really demonstrates the aggressive nature of this virus. In response, Miami University's increasing testing. First and second year students are scheduled to move on to campus until September 14th, while in-person and hybrid classes will begin a week after that. I'm Pete Scalia. There are just two months to go until the 2020 election. Tracy Townsend has the latest poll numbers. Let's start right here in Ohio. Polling released this week shows President Trump slightly ahead of Joe Biden, 50 to 45 percent. This is from a group called Morning Consult, which polls daily and uses a 10-day rolling average. The daily sample size is 1,200 to 1,900 likely voters. Nationwide, polling suggests Biden is ahead by about seven percentage points. This is from Real Clear Politics, which sort through many different national polls. I'm Tracy Townsend. 
And with the election just two months away, efforts are underway to make absentee voting more accessible to Ohioans across the state. Yolanda Harris has the details. The city of Columbus is pushing to make more ballot drop boxes available. The city attorney filed a legal brief against the secretary of state, and that's because county boards of elections are only allowed to have one drop box location per county. Columbus's city attorney says there should be more than that. A spokesperson for the secretary tells us, in part, Secretary LaRose has been and continues to be supportive of legislation that permits additional options for voters. I'm Yolanda Harris. This weekend, the Columbus Crew SC will play their rivals from FC Cincinnati, and for the first time this season, fans will be allowed to attend. Dave Holmes has the latest. The Black and Gold are calling this their Phase 1 home match, and there will be about 1,500 fans in attendance. That works out to around 8% capacity at Moffray Stadium. That small number will allow everyone to sit six feet apart, which will be required. Fans will also need to wear masks, and there will be no tailgating before the game. Season ticket holders will have the first shot at grabbing one of those limited seats. I'm Dave Holmes. And Ohioans are being asked to report sick or dead deer to the State Division of Wildlife. ONN's Eric Brown explains. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources says that epizootic hemorrhagic disease, or EHD, typically affects some white-tailed deer in late summer. The EHD virus is not infectious to people and is not spread from animal to animal. It's transmitted by the bite of small insects called midges. So EHD-associated deaths in deer can occur until the first frost of the year causes a decline in midge activity. Officials say there is little that can be done to protect wild deer from the virus. Eric Brown, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.